Okay, so welcome to episode two of the Sweetie Patrice Show, Mompreneur Style. We have a published author and hairstylist with us. Her name is Chantelle. Chantelle, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for coming down. Um, so tell me a little about yourself. I am, of course, Chantelle Branch. I am a speaker, author, and licensed cosmetologist. Okay. I've been in the beauty industry for 18 years. Wow. And just 2016, January, um, I decided to write a book. Okay. And so it's called Decisions, and it's a journey of faith through a domestic violence relationship. Wow. Yes. Okay, that's awesome. Well, congratulations. Um, this is your first published book, right? Yes. Okay, so how was that process? That process was tough. 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 Okay, so we'll get a little bit more into that as we go through the questions. Um, so what compelled you to become an entrepreneur? How did you get started? Because you said you've been in cosmetology for 18 years. Well... As a teenager, and even as a little girl, I always liked doing hair. I would always play in my baby doll's hair. And then I started with myself, kind of doing my own hair, because my hair was too much for my mom to handle. And um, from there, I really didn't believe or think that that was what my dream was. Okay. I did go to college. Okay. And um, after college, I got pregnant. Okay. And I was like, man, I need to make some real money. I was already doing hair at home, but people weren't really taking me seriously. Right. And I really wanted to set myself apart. And I'm like, if I get into a salon, you know, I can make more money and I can support my baby. And that's really kind of how it went. And okay. it kind of kicked off my whole career. Okay, so your baby was your motivation yes. to, to get it going. Okay, so in your field, what support or resources are available for women, girls, wanting to get started in cosmetology? Well, the first thing I will always say is definitely go to school. Okay. School, but beauty school is just the basics. You basically learn your colors, you know, your one, two, threes, your ABCs, just like, you know, a child. Um, but your real work is in the field in a salon. Okay. Um, so a lot of stylists... And it's unfortunate that they go to beauty school, and even if you're great, I was at the top of my class, I was great, um, but then they go home, and they do hair out of their homes, and they don't have anyone to bounce ideas off of, they don't have anybody to look at, to troubleshoot problems, and they get comfortable. Because you can build really fast, say, if you're doing one specific style and word spreads fast. And while your business may seem like it's booming, you're actually not growing. And you're actually stunting your growth. And then, so when you decide to go into a salon, mm -hmm. you feel um, small. Okay. Um, your confidence is not at the level as it was when you're at home. Right. You're the, you know, um, the head person. And you have to go and be submissive and humble in a salon setting. Gotcha. And I really believe that if you go in and you study under a stylist, okay, the top stylist, aim for the top stylist in that salon, mm -hmm. and keep aiming to you know get apprenticeships or work with um, really good stylists who are well known in your area or in the next big town over, it will really um, give you those skills, stretch you in areas that you didn't know that you need stretching in, and it will give you um, the business aspect that you don't get in beauty school. Okay, so being around that circle to motivate you. You can't be the sharpest one in the toolbox. You gotta kind of grow. Okay, yes. makes you sense. You need to surround yourself with people that are sharper than you because they're gonna stretch you. Exactly, push. yeah, motivate you to get to that next level. So what are some specific roadblocks to watch out for? 
Um, I would say other stylists, people who may be <laughs> jealous of you. Okay. Don't let them stop you. Okay. So she comes in and she looks at you and she has an attitude. You keep working on your clients. You keep listening wherever your boss is. Even if she's your boss, you keep doing your job. Keep being you know, submissive, be humble, do your job to the best of your ability so that when you walk away, your slate is clean. They can never say, well, she was late. She always came in with an attitude. Be, right. a, be a hard worker. Be your best self right. so that when you leave, that's all she can say about you to the next stylist. Right. Or to the next, you know, if you have to use that person on your for your resume. You right. know, that when your that new job calls, they're going to say, she was always on time. She did whatever I asked her to do. She was sufficient or proficient. You want, you whatever you do, you know, you want that to be your resume. So, you know, be the best you. Okay. And you're a mom too. So how many kids do you have and what are their ages? I have three daughters. Okay. Wow. So I have a 13-year-old, a 10-year-old, and a 7-year-old. Whew. Praise <laughs> God. Because I have three too. So... I understand. Yes. <laughs> so as a mom and an entrepreneur, what are or what were some of the common myths you heard or was told? That you can't do it all. You can't have both. Yep. Um, there's no such thing as a work-life balance, but I believe that there is um, with the right support team. Okay. If you don't have the support, then there is no way that you can have that work-life balance because you will run yourself um, rat, you know, um, racket, you'll burn out very quickly and then you'll give up and then you'll be in a whole nother career. You're like, well, I used to do hair. Right. You know, and then now you're working a nine to five that you may not necessarily love. Right. But you need to pay the bills and make it into me for your family. Okay. And you speak, you spoke on having a support system. So to have that work life balance, what would that support system look like? Or maybe what does yours look like? For me, um, my husband is my biggest support okay. system and I because I am an entrepreneur I can build my schedule around his schedule Okay. so that means that clients have to fall in my hours of availability and just being able to say no because clients will hound you mm-hmm. they will make their hair emergency your you know your emergency exactly and when you may need to take your daughter to the doctor or do certain things and know this time is blocked out for a reason exactly I'm so sorry and let your you know make your no being your no and um grandma grandma's help out okay aunties, you know okay um Having that support system really makes a difference so that it's not all on you because as moms, we think that we can just, we want to save the world, save our family, be super mom, but that is not reality. Right. I'm sorry, ladies. It's not reality. <laughs> We're keeping it real, so yes, tell them. <laughs> okay, so what do you think is the most common reason for women, especially moms, failing or giving up on their dreams? Bad advice. Bad advice. Okay. Low self-esteem. Um, not having enough confidence in themselves. Not believing in themselves. Okay. I think that's that's the biggest thing. I always I, I understand if one of your dreams and goals is to be a stay-at-home mom. That's fine. That's great. But while you're staying at home and you are working, you could be working on your dream. Exactly. While those kids are sleeping, you could be on the computer. You can be drawing. You could be putting fabric together. You could be clipping coupons to go get fabric. Exactly. Whatever your dreams are, you should still be working while you're waiting for your time to come. Exactly. Okay. And just to piggyback off of that, you I know you spoke about the support system. Again, I'm bringing it up. I think a lot of times... We be around the wrong people. 
you know, we're around people that's negative or envious of us. And so when you come to them with this grand idea, they're going to water it or put your fire out immediately. So I think that, you know, on top of that, we need to make sure we're always surrounding ourselves around people that want to see us do better. Yes. Um, I think with that, a lot of sometimes we don't know that the people in our life may need to go. Okay. Sometimes... You know, I, I always believe that people are in our lives for different seasons, yep. for different reasons. Absolutely, and that yes. just comes true more and more and more. And I'm like, oh, that's what that means. And even um, as I've been on the journey for my book, mm-hmm. and I've been on, I've been writing. I wrote it 2016. I finished. Took me nine months. Okay. Into editing, and then I published September 12, 2017. Okay. So with that, um, I believe. I had a lot of separating of friends or how about I had a light turn on and say hello they're not your friends and just because they we grew up with them or we we were best buddies in girls high school. Girls church tell them tell these girls. <laughs> um, and when you met them in your 20s you met them in college however it may just been for that season that season in your life and maybe you had to help them get through something or they had to help you get through something but just as I went through that um, and I look back, even now I can check. Not even, I don't even check their Facebooks, but it's amazing how information will come back right. to you. And I'm like, I'm so glad I'm detached from that. Exactly. Because people can put their burdens on you, their problems on yes. you. And you're praying for something you don't even need to be praying for this person for. Because God don't even want this in their life. Right. right. <laughs> and you have taken on their burden or you're trying to help them with their kids. And they're not helping themselves with their kids. So it's, it's times in our life where you need to... I believe that if you are working on your dream and you look at your circle, mm-hmm. look at each individual in your circle. Are they an asset or are they a liability? Are they helping you or are they hurting you? And if they're just lying dormant, leave them, leave them, leave them there until they wake up and they can be an asset in your life. Okay. If not, just keep on going because they'll fall away. Yeah. She just gave us a sermon up in here. No, okay. So, um, so what hurdles have you personally faced? It can be either as a cosmetologist or, you know, with the book. And how did you overcome those hurdles? Um, well, I got my training in downtown Chicago. And it, well, the salon was called It's Only Hair. Okay. And I stayed down there seven years. Okay. So I assisted and I became a junior, a junior stylist as well. So when I left home, because I was home after, you know, when I got there, it was kind of rough and tough because I wasn't making as much money. But thank God I didn't give up that right. first year mm-hmm. because I was able to move up. I started working with the, the lead stylist of the salon. Okay. And she had um, a lot of wisdom, a lot of connections. She was doing a lot of things. And I was able to study. I was her understudy. So I was able to soak up everything she had. So when I left home and I went out to into the world, I'm like, it's time for me to go on my own. I got to leave the nest and, you know, start on my own and, you know, kind of get out of her shadow. And I realized that every salon and everybody I met, they wasn't like family. They didn't have my best interests at heart. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely had to, you know, fend for myself. Nobody was going to catch me if I didn't have a product. You know, wow. I better get to the store right. because it's not going to be borrowing, you know, right. you know, not any help. Um, and I actually, when I went into the salons, I became their asset. And okay. 
Um, I befriended a lot of owners to the point they giving me keys to their salon. Okay. They trusted me, you know, to manage and run different things because I had that training. Okay. So I didn't, you know, I didn't have to go in at the bottom of those salons. You right. know, although it looked like I was going to start at the bottom once they saw my skills and saw who I was. Oh, oh, I can trust you. So they were able to give me more responsibility. And that way, that opened up more doors for more clients, more people. Right. And just more ways for me to move up. Okay. So you stayed the test of time. Because I think a lot of women, you know, once something come up against them, they like, oh, the Lord is telling me I need to go in a different direction. But sometimes you got to plant your heels and really mm -hmm. stay there and weather the storm. Because it hurts. Ooh, hurts. like hell. Girl, um, the storm hurts. Clients hurt your feelings. You know, um, people hurt your feelings, but don't give up. If that's your dream, if that's what you know you're supposed to be doing. I tried corporate America. I, mm. I was terrible. You know, I was a temp for Citibank. <laughs> I was terrible. I was I was a bad receptionist. I was drinking all the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I forget to tell you that so-and-so called, but I had it written on my seat. Right. I forgot to walk into your office because I had to go refill my coffee. Right. Was, you know, I just didn't, I didn't work out in corporate America. <laughs> okay, it wasn't for you, which is not for me. everybody. But I didn't try it. You know, I did what they said to do. I went to college like right. they told me to go to college. You know, I did you know what we are taught to do mm -hmm. but again when it's your dream you can't give up on it it's gonna hurt I mean if there's no resistance and it's too evil we wouldn't even do it okay makes yeah. sense it does so <clears throat> with that was the was the solution obvious for you or was it like a lot of trial and error like me I'm hard-headed it's gonna take me 10 times to finally be like okay maybe I shouldn't go that way so with you learning to you know weather the storm and stay through the adversity and the ups and downs was it obvious or did you retreat then come back and like no nah, I gotta fight um well I, I'm stubborn in a way that if you say I can't do it I'm gonna do it okay so, and because I knew, I love doing here. Like, I love getting up and interacting with different clients. I know she's going to be hard. I know she's going to be rough. I know she's going to be soft. She's going to be sweet. Or um, it may be a little girl that I need to talk to. Right. Um, or it may be an older woman that needs to talk to me. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, and give me some advice about marriage, about, you know, raising kids. Um, so, I love going to work. I don't have that. Oh, I hate, I hate my job. I hate going in. Now, I have been at salons that I did not go on into. Right, okay. However, again, I it's like I, I, I was in my own circle. I'm at my station. My client is in the chair, and we're having a wonderful time, and I can interact with that person till our service is over, and I can't forget who's on my left and my exactly. right, who's behind me, and I don't care if you had the shampoo bowl or a over because I'm getting ready to come in. Exactly. Um, and I, you know, and I can do that, but that, you know, just kind of pushes me. Okay, you need to get moving. Uh, maybe this is not the salon for you. Right. You know, so begin to make proper arrangements. Um, but it was definitely resistance. I mean, I just moved into my own salon this February. Okay, congrats. So like, yes, thank you. <laughs> so it's been a long haul. Okay. A long journey. I almost didn't want it because I was like, ooh, it's so much burden. It's so much this and so much that, but... Uh, just the storm that I went through before I got it, it was like, I got to get out of here. Right. Um, and I was ready to give up. I was like, should I just go and just get a 9 to 5 and just be okay? But I just, I, I stayed, thank God. Yes. Um, and I stood on faith that he was going to, you know, deliver me out of that 
bad situation. Right. And um, he did. And he, he blessed me. Like, I walked into this place. I walked into this place. And those people had their arms open, the owners, and they made a way out of no way. And it, well, God made a way out of no way. Won't he do were, it? And they were in position to receive me. Won't he do it? He'll do it every time? He'll do it every time. Okay. So, how do you balance motherhood and entrepreneurship? How do you make it look so easy to the outside world? Because it's a struggle for me. It is definitely a struggle. <laughs> I want to say this is the first... Well, I don't want to say the first year that I've seen relief because when I was downtown those seven years, I definitely had relief. Um, Obama was in office a little bit, you know. So, <laughs> that was an awesome time to be downtown in the midst of all of that greatness, um, right. all of that unity coming together exactly. in Chicago. I was like, what? People are friendly? This is wonderful. Exactly. Um, but balancing, I would say right now, this year is the first time that I've seen a relief only because I can truly set my own schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, my, and I'm really standing firm this year. My no is my no. Okay, that's and, what I struggle with. And um, and I'm just tired of struggling. I'm tired of battling. And because my job is an hour away. Okay. Um, and I, I think I do have three children. I have a daughter going into high school. Um, I, I got to be available. I can't have nobody sneaking in my house. You know, I got to be, I want to be aware. I want to be there. Right. Um, and I, I'm like, oh, my God, I only have four years left with her. She wants to go off to, you know, college. And right. She's already sent off her colleges and colleges are sending stuff back. And I'm like, who wow. is this girl? Right. <laughs> so this is the first time that I've really seen some relief because my no is my no. Okay. And I, again, I build my schedule according to my husband's schedule. Right. And um, it's kind of just set like that, and I'm, I'm sticking to my guns. And I believe that God will fulfill, and the time I have allotted, he will provide for me. Absolutely. Okay. And it's, and it's been working, so um, I do feel relief. My husband feels relief. Like, sometimes I'm even scheduling, like, I'm trying, my goal is to do one Saturday a month off. Okay. So, um, and it's, it's been kind of working, and it's been great. Like, I'm like, oh, my okay. God, I got breakfast in bed on Saturday. You know, hey. Okay. Yes. Okay. You know, so, it's been, it's been good, and it's a relief for him, too. Um, because your husband, they want their their wives mm-hmm. um, there just to sit on the couch and watch sports with them. Yeah. Just, you know, to kind of be by their side. So, it's been, it's been a relief. Um, just this year. Awesome. That is dope. So how do you deal with stressful or unplanned situations? Whether you got a client and then the kids need something or just anything unplanned? Um, I'm actually good with unplanned stuff. Okay. I work great under pressure. Really? Okay. I don't know why. <laughs> Some people just thrive under pressure. Yeah. I'm one of those people. Okay. <laughs> I thrive under pressure. I can make it work. I think just the way I grew up, okay. I can make it work. Um, you know, my parents didn't necessarily give me a lot, so it was like you gotta work. Yeah. And you wanna look like, you know, you wanna wear nice shoes and nice clothes and you no know, ornate brand. Right. Say. Um, you know, I had to work for it, so I, I always make it work. And then because I started as a single mom. Okay. Okay. We, we, you, you make it work. Yes, you, you it do. Happen. I don't know how I paid that little rent. <laughs> when she, I was, when she was first born, I had my own car, my own apartment. I don't know how I did it. I was going here at the house. I'm not one charging but twenty five, right? Five dollars. <laughs> but 
They were look. They were coming. They exactly. were in, even though they were trying to get over. Right. <laughs> but you, you make it work. Okay. You make it happen. You do as moms. We do what we gotta do. I agree there. I definitely agree there. Um. So, what are you not very good at? But you refuse to let it stop at. Like with me, planning, like my day, is not always my strongest. I'm a, I'll get up and winging some days. Like, you know what? We just going to go here. Then, I mean, it leads me a lot of times to chaos. Because I'm like, damn, I should have did X, Y, Z. So what is the one thing you're not so good at? Well, but that's good. I'm glad you mentioned it. Because okay. I wasn't going to say that. But that is actually okay. the thing that I struggle with. <laughs> I know I'm a hairstylist. Like, I'm great with, of course, my stuff. My Clients, I'm there before you get there. Right. Um, I have your stuff set up. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like to kind of, I don't like to run around a salon like, oh, she need a relaxer and right. just walk through the door. I like to have it set and ready. Come over and sit on down. I'm ready. Right. Are you ready? Right. Let's do this. Let's start exactly on the hour. Like we said, we're going to start. So I'm very consistent in that aspect. Um, but it is hard to kind of plan out my whole day, especially with me trying to balance um, speaking engagements with the book and then because um, I'm right in the middle of the raising the girls they're not babies so it's not right. that free time and you're just kind of changing diapers and feeding like you know they have they have schedules exactly um, so my husband is really good at that yeah my boyfriend um, is <laughs> so he gets um, you know I always like you know bother him because I, I'm not I don't keep to the schedule <laughs> right right oh um, man but I am learning. And again, I think this is my year of the light has just turned on. Okay. I'm very conscientious, conscientious of my time now. Okay. I don't want my time wasted. I don't want to waste anyone's time. Okay. So I do try to make the best of my day. And I want to get more structure with at 7 a.m. I'm going to do some crunches. Exactly, girl. <laughs> at at 7.15, um, you know, I'm going to walk the block. You know, I want to, you know. <laughs> Don't we all? You know, be more, you know, because I love those people who can do that. I'm like, too. go, girl. You're right, like, wow. right. I'm like, sleeping. Oh, I got 15 minutes. Right. That's new. Exactly. Ooh. I make, oh, I could get breakfast in <laughs> You know, I'm good with, like, you know, doing such stuff in the crunch. Like, Me too. I want to be more time efficient and kind of doing it better okay so i'm not alone in that struggle so not alone (laughs) okay so how do you relax what do you do for self-care or your personal time um well these days i don't get that much time so i we have a family room where we all kind of gather with tv and a comfy couch so I sit in the family room, I put my legs on the ottoman, and I turn the TV on. Okay. And I kind of just watch whatever's on TV. I'm not a big TV person. Although I like, you know, I have my favorite shows. Um, I just kind of, and now, you know, TV is so easy now. I just kind of speak into the remote. I'm like, right. so terrible. Right. So I'm always <laughs> on the same channels. Okay. Speaking into the remote, like, oh, turn to this, turn to this. Right. Or whatever I have recorded. I do a lot of binge watching. Okay. Because um, I don't get time to watch, exactly. to watch um, shows. So that's kind of how I do it. Okay. I would love to be on the beach somewhere. Right. <laughs> I would love to be like, you know, some of my friends taking vacations Ooh. and, you know, doing all that stuff. But I am conscious of uh, where we are in our life and what we want to do for our kids. And, exactly. Um, the type of money we want to have for the future. So I don't want to, uh, we don't want to splurge right. or or overspend. I understand. Um, 
So we 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 good at the house right now. <laughs> I definitely understand because we're looking to relocate to High Park ourselves. Okay. So we like it's a little more expensive out there. So we gonna yes. have to pack some lunches. Yes. And yes. Skip some many appointments, but it's gonna be worth it. Yeah. You and know? it's gonna be worth it. So I don't get to you know I get my nails done now because I speak. So I don't want right. to right. I'm holding the mic. I don't want to be. I understand. Yeah, my hands are always in water. Right. Um, but I mean, I do skip the the pedicures. All the oh god, I don't even want to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it's just a lot of stuff that I give up. Thank God, Hallelujah, I can do my own hair. Right. Because that is one bill that we have never had to. I mean, although it's a bill that I mean, I'm buying products for the staff, you know, my clients, but it's one bill that you know we don't. He don't have to give my hair. Look, he don't right. have to give right. my hair. Right. <laughs> That's why I cut man out. Just take me to the barber with you, man. <laughs> yes. So um, definitely, when you are, you know, um, you know, you have those expenses, the houses and the cars. You're gonna sit home and enjoy it, okay? Because uh-huh. we have family game night. Let's help get that Uno out. Yes. And some and pizza. You. Yep. Yep. Okay. Cool. So, what professions other than what you're doing now, the book, the speaking, and hair, um, are you looking to attempt in the near future? Um, well, I would love to expand on uh, writing more books. Okay. Um, I'm already started on my second one. Okay. And I have some kid books. Me and my kids want to um, get published. Okay. And I want to get more into makeup and um, just because it goes hand in hand with hair. Okay. And um, so I want to get more into makeup. Kind of, I, I do want to study with some of the top makeup artists. So okay. Those classes are a little expensive. So those are my my goal is to just continue to expand in the beauty realm because it's always, I believe this is a profession that won't die out. It won't, it right. won't die out. Um, so I believe the more versatile I am, the more I can do, the more I can teach my children to do. Exactly. And um, we can always eat in case something happens. Exactly, because <laughs> women are going to always want their hair done. Mm-hmm. True. So what advice would you give to maybe a younger you or a young girl that's looking to get started or start in cosmetology? I would say be consistent. Okay. I would say first find or list things that you want to do. Okay. Before you're out of high school, even when you're eighth grade like my daughter did. Um, I hope her sisters, you know, kind of follow in the same footsteps. List out what some things that you want to do. Okay. Narrow it down. Really decide, do I like cooking? Do I really want to be a chef? Do I like um, studying? Am I really going to... Oh, I do like studying, but I only like studying science. Right. You know, find your focus. Okay. And when you find your focus, um, make it laser sharp. Okay. And then be consistent on what you're focused on. Because uh, I believe that we, I believe that everyone should be self-sufficient. You need to be able to support yourself. Mm-hmm. You, um, for to young girls, if you get pregnant, um, again, you can't depend on him. Support yourself. Support your kid. Mm-hmm. Be stable. Mm-hmm. And work on your dreams. Work so on. if you and and you know and if you if you find your career, you get in your career. I'm not happy here. Okay, but you're because you're stable. Stay stable. Keep saving your money. But work on your dreams. Get focused on what you want to do and be consistent. Consistency is key. 
You can't be all over the place. You can't have your hand in every pot. I'm queen of multitasking. Mm -hmm. So for me, I think one of the hard things that I am, I've been, I've been focused about four years mm -hmm. is pulling back, saying no. I can't go to every party. I can't get to every baby shower. Um, you know, pulling back, finding out where my focus is. Um, read. Sometimes you can get lost. Yeah, you can. I went to. I went back to school four years ago. Okay. Actually, six years ago, I went back to school. Okay. I got my associates in science. I immediately got accepted to Northern Illinois University in DeKalb. Okay. So now I'm driving like a fool, commuting to DeKalb, commuting back home mm -hmm. to Naperville at the time with three children. Right. You know. Um, that was hard. It was hard on my husband. It was hard on my kids. And honestly, that went on about four years. Okay. And then just even this year, I'm like, oh, my God. I stressed my family for four years. Right. Because I ended up quitting because it was too hard, too much. I didn't have time to study chemistry. I was studying chemistry. So I didn't have okay. And even math, I didn't have time to study those really hard, complex subjects. I understand. Take care of my children. Actually, cook a good meal mm -hmm. and still talk to my husband. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> and then, where was the time for myself? I didn't have any. Okay. So that causes stress, um, strain, um, struggle, anxiety. Mm -hmm. um, and then I had my third baby. So a lot of times we struggle with weight. We struggle with how we look. We want to look how we look before we have a haircut. You're right. Have a haircut, and then after the first baby, like I bounced back. Right. Like, after that third baby, it kind of didn't happen that way. So, I mean, I had all of these struggles, all of these things going on. There was no time for me. Okay. Um, and again, like I said, this was my big year of um, the light just turning on. And I believe God sent the right people, the right women, the right uh, men into my life that were able to see things in another way that I couldn't see. And another thing I would say, when you find your focus you are, and you get laser sharp and you are consistent... Find a mentor. You yes. do not know it all. Yes. And if your mentor can only take you to level 10 and you want to get to level 12, find another mentor. Right. It's okay. And so, you know, keep, you have to keep growing. You cannot stay there. And I think we get complacent um, with life. But, again, life keeps going. Yes. And that's how people get left behind. That's yep. how people get stuck. That's why. That's why. Those friends that you had in high school and grammar school that are still trying to hang on, but they're still stuck. Yes. You have to let them go. Yeah. And it's okay. And if, if, it, if it hurts them and it may hurt you and you might shed a tear too, keep it moving. Yeah. You cannot stay there. Let it go. I mean, you have to let it go instantly, like within a snap of a finger. Let it go. Move on. Yeah, it will save you a lot of heartache and time in the long run. Time. Like, my big thing for 2018 now and going into 2019 will be time. I don't want my time wasted. Yeah. I don't want to waste your time. If you're late for an appointment, I do have a cancellation fee. You know, I, I went from being in the house of barely being able to make $25 to not having a $25 cancellation fee. Right. If you're not showing up on time, if you do a no call no show you know you have to pay for that that, that, that time of services because someone else could have been in that exactly position. and someone else did call and they did ask but they went online to book an appointment but because you took up that slot they weren't able to so then they had to readjust their life and now I'm readjusting my life you know so I don't want any time wasted I don't want you know um 
I don't want my children to waste time. I want people to begin to value time again because it's important and it is something that we can't get back. Absolutely. And uh, no matter what, you're going to keep getting older and older and older. And I would always say, well, man, they're 45 years old. They still doing this. Or he's 53 and he's still doing this. And I would wonder why. Mm-hmm. But those people, they got left behind. They did not... Um, buckle down and and pour back into themselves they were too focused on you know having a good time or 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 being free when they need to be focused because they now have responsibility and children exactly and um they have a place that they have a destiny and when you waste time it 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 only um holds you back from getting to your destiny there are some people that should have reached their destiny 10 years ago reached their purpose 10 years ago and they should be walking fully in their purpose now exactly. but they're a year late 10 years late yep. 20 years late I don't want to be late anymore I want to be I want to be on time matter of fact I want to be early Lord exactly <laughs> exactly then um, and like what you're saying like the whole walking in purpose sometimes we get selfish and we think about it from our our own thought process but Sometimes walking in our purpose will help or bless hundreds of people along the way if we only get going. Like with you, you say as a hairstylist, you have to deal with, you know, talk to young girls or old women have to talk to you. You might be saving someone's marriage, someone's life, you know, especially with the suicidal rates climbing, you know. So that interaction, because you're in your purpose, could save someone from going home and taking their own lives. And people don't think like that. That's true. That's yeah. true. I mean, it happens all the time in salons. I mean, you know, talk, you know, styles, we, we hear a lot of stuff. Right. Um, and I mean, if I hear something crazy in my chair, I'm sorry, I got to give you what God got God for me. And I say, well, the Lord sent you in here today. You yeah. Know, you're going to get it today. You're going to get this message. <laughs> right. You're going to get it. And depending on how they are, I have to, of course, tweak how I'm going to do it. Exactly. Yeah. Because, um, you know, delivery is everything. But I believe that if they sit in my chair and, and God has something for me to give them, I'm going to give it to them. Absolutely. Whether they come back or not. And maybe I just see them. There's people I only saw one time in life, but either they gave me something or I gave them exactly. something. Exactly, yeah. It's a, it's a passing through. So when you pass through someone's life, what effect will you be? What impact will you have on their life? Absolutely. Are you changing souls or are you burning souls? Exactly. Exactly. That, that's key right there. Okay, so before I get into the last two questions, I know you just published your book. Did you want to speak on it briefly or give yes. a little insight about yes. what it's about? Go ahead. Okay, so Decisions is the name of the book, and it is a journey of faith through a domestic violence relationship. Okay. And I was a victim of domestic violence. Okay. And my um, my husband, actually, he's, he's been wanting me to, to to talk to people, to, to women. Mm-hmm. And, um, for years, and I would say, I, I, I don't want people knowing my business. Exactly. I don't want I, I don't want people looking at me crazy. And when I went on a journey to write the book, um, he thought I was gonna write a pamphlet, but I actually wrote like almost a three hundred page book. Okay. So he was like, Oh my God, I didn't know it was gonna be this big. And because I'm a reader, I read all my life. I know what a good book is, and I'm okay. like, This book gotta be good from right. the beginning to the end. It has to be a page turner. I gotta keep people's attention. Um, and I wrote the book and I finished in nine months. Okay. And, um, and all along I was, um, praying and I, and I, and God was revealing to me that the book is not for me. And it's for all, and then it was crazy because I was, 
as I was writing the book and people knew about it, they were asking me, you need to talk to this girl, you need to talk to this girl, because she's in this relationship right now, and mm-hmm. she needs to come out, you need to talk to my niece, you need to talk to, you know, this person and that person, and it kind of just happened, I became a speaker, all okay. within it, that same time while I was writing the book. Mm-hmm. Um, I spoke for, um, I speak for a family shelter service, a women's domestic violence shelter. Okay. Um, now I do speaking, you know, um, you know, wherever I need to speak, all across Illinois. Okay. I've been outside of Illinois speaking, and I know it will, you know, continue to grow, but, and I've been on different panels, and as I realized, even sitting on those panels, there are women who've been out of the, um, abusive relationship, but they're still not healed. Exactly. Yep. And, um. And God said, this is for them. She's on this panel. She's speaking about, you know, domestic violence. But I'm hearing in her voice, she's not healed. So she's not effectively saving those people that need to be saved. Exactly. And God is saying, and he knew, and he told me, the book is for them. Um, it's for the people. It, I mean, it's not my book. <laughs> you know, like, it's his book. Um, and I know it's going to break some chains and change some things. Um and change some lives and, and um, help people realize that domestic violence should not just be behind a closed door. Um, that we need, it's, you know, the book is to shed light on domestic violence, to shed light on people who are suffering in silence. It's to be the voice for the victim who has no voice. She has lost her voice or he has lost his voice. And nobody speaks for them. They just exactly. fall up into a shell. They just hope that they don't get hit again, get yelled at again, exactly. put down again. Um, and they become less and less and less of a person. So um, you can find the book on Amazon. Okay. It's called Decisions. Um, you can follow my Instagram page. It's okay. at Decisions, the book. Okay. And also my hair Instagram page is Chantel's underscore hair studio. Okay. On Instagram. And um, and that's it. I'm, I'm hoping Tyler Perry, if you're listening. Uh, <laughs> hey, I know. Somebody. <laughs> Mama Brock and Kill. <laughs> that is so great, though, that you're sharing this journey. And I just feel like we live in a society, especially with social media thriving, that so many people put up the fake fronts. However, I've always been the person like, no, I'm going to let you know exactly what I'm going through. Not to ask for sympathy because I want somebody to know that it's okay you're in that place you know or if I went through it and overcame it you can go through it and overcome it as well and I feel like I wish that's what the society we live in would get back to like you know everybody is like well let me put my best filter up my best picture up no like and then you know the younger generations like oh relationship goals and all that stuff but a lot of people don't know what those people like as an entrepreneur and relationship what they go 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 through behind closed doors because they only see what they portray so like you sharing this book I just you know hope well, I'm definitely going to purchase it you know just to support but you know so many young girls or young men who's going through this you know they can know that they still matter because a lot of people get to a point in their lives where they feel like they don't matter anymore absolutely absolutely and it's not just um younger people a lot of times i've spoken in lots of different places different ethnicities um and when i get off stage people will pull me to the side and say oh my god your story bless me oh my god um i i i'm in a abusive relationship or i've been in one um, and I mean, it's women that's old as 70, wow. 80 years old, and they would tell me stories that would happen in the 60s and the 70s wow. of the police coming to their door, but because their husband is a judge or a police officer, wow. 
and she could be bleeding in the face and black eyes and eyes swollen, the police wouldn't help her. You know, so it's it's so much deeper than you know than the eye can see. It's so, exactly. it's so much deeper. It's so much deeper and and it's time for light to be shed on it. Yes. So just with writing this book, it's like crazy because I know that this is a part of my purpose. Yep. And it's like, wow, God, it took me all these years <laughs> to go through all of this that I've been through to get here and know that this is a part of my purpose. Okay. And now with the Illinois Law Center, cosmetologists, um, you know, they they want us to, you know, help victims in a sense. Okay. Um, I want to, you know, let you know that Chantel's Hair Studio is a safe haven okay. for domestic violence um, victims. Um, so, I mean, if you come and you need help, I can point you in the direction of an advocate or okay. a counselor that someone, you know, someone will be able to help you. Awesome. There is help out there. Um, you don't have to do it alone. And, um, and the hardest thing for every victim is to say, I need help. Okay. I don't know why. It's just hard. You just don't because you society looks at you. And they blame you. What exactly, you exactly. Um, oh, that's because she's loud or she's ghetto or she's ignorant. And those are myths. It is something inside of him. It's something that happened to him in his childhood or something. You know, maybe it's his, his brain cells are off. You know, but right. everything is not mental illness. Right. Um, however, um, the victims, um, yeah, any victim out there, all you got to do is say you need help. Need help. That's all you have to say. I need help. So if there is anyone listening um, to this podcast when it when it's available and you are suffering from domestic violence, Chantel's Hair Studios um, here in Illinois. What town again? It's located in Fox River Grove. That's right next to Barrington, Illinois. Okay. If you need help, you can go in there and Chantel and her wonderful staff and environment they will help you get whatever assistance that you need. Okay, so that is definitely awesome that you're doing that um, and that you have that available. And then it brings us to our last question. Okay. What can we expect from you in the near future? I know you got the book, you got your speaking engagements, you got the new hair studio. Um, anything else you, you're blessing us with? <laughs> well, October 6th, I am doing a, it's called My Fearless Future. Okay. So it's an event, October 6th, it's going to be 60. 425 West Grand in Chicago, Illinois. Okay. And it's going to be at City Lights. And you can just come out. It's going to be, you know, kind of like a day of beauty. Okay. A day of building up women. And um, I want everyone to, you know, to have a fearless future to no matter what your goal is, no matter what your focus is, that you have to be fearless in it. No matter if they say, girl, you can't do it. Girl, you stupid. Or boy, you, you're dumb. Or no matter what the world tells you, I want you to be fearless in your future. Fearless on focusing in on chasing your dreams. Absolutely. So, and that's October 6th. October 6th. It's going down. It's going down. <laughs> West Side, Chicago. West Side. <laughs> well, Chantel, I definitely want to thank you for coming in um that concludes season one episode two of the sweetie patrice show and we are out all right